Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Jane? How's it going, Mike? It's going really good. I'm all smiles. How about you? I feel good. Yeah? Tight cheeks. <laughs> From smiling or your butt, you just did squats? Oh, no. My my eye cheeks. You're, <laughs> you mean you call your eyelids the cheek of the eye? No, my face cheeks. On my, under my eye face. <laughs> I just pictured your eyelids and I was like, oh, those are kind of like the cheek of the eye. Like my lower and upper lids are the two cheeks on either side of my eyeball? Yeah, kind of, right? Because the cheeks, per- are they're like the mouth cheeks. <laughs> this is a crazy way to start. This is amazing. I know, but and, but like the, right, the mouth but, cheeks are well, here. Okay. And then the eyelid cheeks, or the, the eye cheeks are here. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is so freaky. But yes. That makes sense. Correct. I Yes. Okay, okay, so just to confirm, you do believe that eyelids should be called the cheeks of the eye? I believe that eyelids should be renamed, rebranded, if you will, as eye cheeks. Yes, because yeah. it's cuter. You're cheeky. Uh-huh. You're cheeky with your eyes. If you smile, those cheeks are getting, you know, you're supporting. Che- yeah, the- nice tight little eye cheek wink look i think we solved it this is good yeah i feel like we sold everyone on eye cheeks <laughs> totally also i love that we're punching up the human face we're like you know you know what whoever named this a thousand years ago didn't get it right you know the nose yeah what forehead <laughs> they didn't try it all with that one <laughs> yeah what is it it's got to be latin for like above the head or something right yeah four meaning front 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 of your head so the whole face yeah. Oh, your forehead is your whole face. Well, right. Yeah, the front of your head is your face. Right. Wow. So my forehead goes from chin to hairline? Yeah, it's like a nine head. <laughs> <laughs> or however many inches long your face is. I can't tell. How long's my... Take a guess. How many inches my face is? I don't know. How? What's the average face length? Uh, if you were to guess. Oh, less than a foot, more than... I'd say like eight inches. Right? Yeah. That sounds about like right. an eight-inch face? Yeah. Any longer than that, you're like too long. Yeah. You, you've got like a is banana there, head. <laughs> is there like a foot? You know how you can measure your foot is usually the length from your wrist to your inside of your elbow? Do you know that? I didn't know that, but I love things like this. So your foot, generally, if you're sort of like proportioned like most people, I guess, is that, you know, your wingspan, like arms tip to tip from fingertip to fingertip is your height. And then your foot usually will fit in between your wrist and the inside of your elbow. Oh, really? That's generally pretty close to the length of your foot. Hold on. I'm going to put my shoe up to my forearm really quick. Okay. I hope everyone is doing this right now. I hope everyone Unless is like you're driving. touching their head. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Okay. So if my, oh my God, it is. Yeah. Whoa. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. My fit foot's inside my forearm. Yeah. This is cool. That's generally, so like these are the no proportions shit. that you study when like, you know, you know the famous um, Michelangelo's man in the sphere? Yes. Like that's all about proportions and different, you know, so when you're learning how to draw, not that I draw, I can't fucking draw anything, but you learn all of the different sort of like this relates to this, like the eyes width and the length of the nose and what makes beauty is proportion and symmetry. 
And so I've always loved that. Like this should be like the different pieces of the body that fit together and sort of reflect each other. But I don't know if there's a dimension on the human body. Like I don't know what the proportion of a good head is to the rest of your body. That's so cool though. Because you make me think of how when the sperm and egg come together, Mm -hmm. it's basically just a block of granite Mm -hmm. that then like this human form is carved out of like a statue. Yeah, the DNA helix spirals up and then there's this Yeah, there's your fucking chisel and hammer right there is the DNA. Uh It's such a cool way to think of proportions in terms of, yeah, um, my foot fits inside my forearm because at one point I was just a block in my mom's stomach. Yeah. Exactly. That's so neat. Yeah. We've really knocked this out of the park. <laughs> yeah, what a good start. This is a really great start. Oh, wait. Start. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Where we talk about beauty <laughs> and physiology. <laughs> this is the podcast about comedy, culture, cooking, cannabis, and calling shit out. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. We always jump right in, and then it's like, well, we should. I mean, if we. That's yeah. what this is about, though, yeah, is jumping could... in feet first. Well, no, getting... or head first. Wait. What? Either. What do you jump into an idea with? Your feet or your head? My ass, cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Always splash. Heck yeah. Well, I mean, I was just gonna say, sorry, and I kept trying to interrupt you to say the thing, but I just wanted to say, like, part of it is just like getting high and having a great time with you. So it kind of doesn't matter what we talk about as long as we're just like enjoying each other's company after smoking this great weed. It's about the hang. Yeah all about the hang it is all about the fucking hang and we had a great hang with our guest today sam knuckles yes yeah very important bud vib before we get to him we have things we should talk about though yeah first i want to say how excited i am to come and see your show thank you on thursday if you're in la come to the hollywood improv we'll actually buy tickets online well actually it's sold out yeah fuck (laughs) well if you have a ticket i'll see you there and if you don't come to the next one come to the next one yeah it's gonna be fucking great and i'm super excited to go but i'm also a little nervous to go back to the improv what do you mean did you pull your phone out and they were like you can't have your phone here or something nope i was so fucking excited because i got in a little early and i got a spot at the bar and i ordered a mushroom pizza which is my favorite thing to eat at the improv because it's like truffle cheese and fucking arugula and like these juicy really yummy mushrooms they're not like button mushrooms i'm not sure what they are but the whole thing is fucking delicious and i got a great glass of wine and my pie arrived and uh i was tucking into it and this dude turned to me and he looked at the pie and then he looked at me and he looked back at the pizza and he goes wow you're really living and i was like are you fucking pie shaming me right now (laughs) he is are you pie shaming me i don't know if that was his intention. It doesn't matter. But I kind of didn't appreciate him commenting on my personal pizza pie as me being like somehow like living in some debauchery. I just felt like I felt shamed. I didn't dig it. He, you got pie shamed. I got pie shamed. You got pie shamed hard too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck and that. also like I was by myself. Like I was by myself. I'm a woman sitting at a bar by myself eating an entire pizza and a dude commented on it. So that whole situation just felt fucked up and weird. I was like if you see someone eating by themselves ever, maybe don't comment on what they're eating or tell them like I, I think maybe his intention was to be like good, you know, good for you, like have a great night, but Good for you? Or what the fuck ever. I'm hey, not trying look to at you. I'm not trying to assign him malicious intent because he didn't say it in a way that made me feel like he was a dick. But I definitely was like, don't comment on what someone else is eating, maybe ever. 
ever. Yeah. You have the choice to say nothing at all. Yep. And you also have the choice to say anything but that. Like, like if he I'm could have a, said anything. Yeah. Like if I'm fucking on my lunch break in an office and I'm eating a shawarma and you like tell me that it smells or any like just don't make me self-conscious about anything. Like if you have an issue with me eating something in front of you, then I think you should just remove yourself from the situation. I don't know. It just felt weird. He could have said hi. He could have been like, that looks delicious. Right. Anything. That's the, that's <laughs> you know, the whole point. Bon appetit. Eddie, yeah, chef kiss it into the fucking air and mm-hmm. walk away. He what did you order? Maybe I'll consider getting that for myself. That smells good. Yeah, anything. What did he say again? You're really living. What a piece <laughs> of work. I was like, yeah, dude, I got high and I'm at a comedy show and I'm going to eat an entire fucking pizza by myself. I am actually living and I'm having a great time doing it. And by the way, your set was fucking amazing. And for anyone who Don't change the subject. No, I have to tell everyone that you pulled this fucking move where you like you did your first set, fucking killed, went out, you got high with a bunch of people in a limo, right? Yeah. And then you came back and you did your second set that you ended with a crazy like Olympic hockey goalie move where you caught a french fry that was lobbed to you from the audience in your mouth yeah it feels weird to describe because it's like oh he caught a fry but in that moment with the swirl of the room and everybody being in it together it felt like the world cup it felt like the world cup it's like scoring a goal in the world cup i stood up out of my chair (laughs) away from my pie (laughs) for one moment Uh from pie shaming to fry catching yeah god damn well i'm excited to see your show on thursday yeah it's gonna be a good one um the pie shaming thing uh, how do you approach because you love to go to a restaurant and read a book yeah um i know your jam is like eating some delicious food by myself by yourself and reading a book but more times than not you will tell me i'll be like hey how was that night and what would you get and show me good food pics and without a doubt some motherfucking dude comes up to you at some point and feels like you need to be talked to Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I don't know. I'm not sure. It's very rare that I feel the need to address anyone sitting at a bar who's reading a book, but I often am sitting reading a book or a magazine, and um, I think that they think it's a gambit. I think that they think that any woman alone at a bar reading a book couldn't possibly be having a nice time by herself and that she must be using the book as some kind of weird bait because often more often than not someone will be like you know what so what are you reading and i'll be like uh yeah i'm not i'm not really interested you know i'll usually try and shut them down sort of like firmly but politely and just say i'm not really interested in having a conversation i've been called a cunt i've been called a bitch i've been called rude for just really trying to have my own time and there was a restaurant recently that opened that's just just for solo diners i'm not sure where it is i'd need to look it up oh cool great idea that sounds like heaven like just to go to interact with the wait staff because more often than not it's like I need to get out of the house because I've been writing all day and I've been alone so I need to sort of be around people but I don't necessarily need to interact with anyone because I want some quiet brain time away from writing or whatever yeah and so yeah that dinner with a book by myself is my favorite move and if yeah and I love sitting at the bar too because you're surrounded by the swirl but I definitely am not Sometimes I, I'm happy to have a conversation if it's interesting and it d- comes up organically. But more often than not, like I'm not really there to meet people. I don't know. Is that rude? Do you feel like that's a... It's interesting to hear you go from fuck this, leave me alone to <laughs> the other side of the circle that is like, is, but is that okay? And no, is it the like weed bad? is working its way through my system and I'm like, now I'm questioning myself. Hmm, yeah. Maybe I should think more about this. Should I go to bars with books? Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should make more friends. I don't know. You know what? No more reading. I yeah. think that's really what it comes down oh, I to. Read. That's Don't right. read. Okay. 
a book. Cool. Ugh. We got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't read. Don't read. <laughs> if you're going to go out to eat, don't read. Yeah, don't read. Sit and watch the TV or look at your phone. Look at your phone. Oh my God, what are you doing? I did forget, and we can get to news in a second, um, but I it took me a long time to realize that if I don't say if just because I say something to someone yeah. does not mean that they owe me a response. Hell yes. And it took me a long time to realize that. And then once I did, I kind of looked back on my life and I was like, oh, oh, there were a dozen times where they just didn't want to be talked to. And I got upset because I learned that manners are like you, you engage and you have that conversation. Yeah. Otherwise, you're a rude asshole. Yeah. It's so, it's interesting to hear you say that, that you had that realization because, you know, so much of our, my life as a woman or as a girl was conditioned to just always respond, always be polite, always smile, always say yes. If someone's trying to talk to you, you talk back to them. And, you know, then you're, if you're a woman out alone in the world, uh, sometimes that's not the safe option. So you, you choose to not engage. And more often than not, that can actually incite someone to be like fucking angry with you. Yeah. And um, it sucks. It's a bad feeling when, you know, some guy's like, hey, sweetheart, and you don't say anything. They're like, cunt. And you're like, I, that whole thing just happened without me doing anything. That was entirely you. That was like a fucking, you know, puck bouncing off the fucking edge of the net and back into your own face. Fucking right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So, yeah. Don't shout at people. Don't catcall. I guess don't read at bars. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what this comes down <laughs> yeah. to. Stop yeah. reading. Everybody stop reading Just right now. stop fucking reading. Yes. Uh. Um, Do you want to get to the news? Well, I have a reader. Speaking of reading, I have a, no, not a reader, a, a listener. Uh-huh. So not speaking of reading. No, it's okay. I Do you have, think that the lips are the butt cheek of the face? The eyes are the cheeks. That, wait. Right, but the butt cheeks are the, like, you know, if you like, yeah, right? Yeah, I guess so. Are the lips the butt cheeks or is this a stretch? That's a stretch. Like the cheeks are the butt cheeks of the face and your mouth is like your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> The face is the ass of the head, basically. <laughs> yes. Yes, a snort. We got a fucking snort. Woo! Oh, my fucking God. Oh, that feels good. Oh, that feels good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I love that you're, like, asking me about the butt when you're looking at my face. <laughs> Okay, now I was going to say we have a listener request. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This is really exciting. Okay. So our friend Brian at BNGCLE on Twitter, Big Uncle, right? Heck yeah, Big Uncle. Yeah. Bunkle. Yeah. Um, We had a back and forth about uh, sexy foods and saying sexy foods, and he had said that he wanted me to read aloud any list of food and i was like we'll send over a list what do you want me to read and he, he sent over the list so i'm just going to go through um the things that he's asked me to say on this podcast juicy beef brisket savory seared salmon steak luscious lobster linguine and muy sabroso arroz con pollo <laughs> that's it it's pretty fucking hot um, I like juicy beef brisket yeah. a lot because it's got that 
brisket you can do that like and kind of a little bit fry a little moany juicy beef we lean in and do it again with that crack like that you know the door creak kind mm-hmm. of a oh mm-hmm. juicy beef brisket damn is that right that was so good is that good yeah okay good um you just made bunkle Big uncle, big uncle is gonna be like, yes. Anything that anyone who ever listens to this podcast wants me to say within reason, I will say. Yeah, yeah. DM us, tweet at us, send us things at Weed and Grub. At Weed and Grub. Um, Anything that you want Mike to say, also, if you just want to. Nobody wants to hear me speak through my nose over a beard. People enjoy hearing you speak. Uh, I don't really like uh, you. Have a great voice. Thanks. You just grew like Eeyore ears. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Mike. <laughs> um, that was great. Thanks. Very fun. Juicy beef brisket. Okay, Grublet Gazette. Grublet Gazette presented by Word on the Tree. Yeah, we got to go win this week. All right. Yeah, this has been a this is a silly up and this is a silly week. This is fun. So Grublet Gazette presented by Word on the Tree, which we already said. Sorry, repeating. But follow at Word on the Tree for everything good in cannabis news. This week is reporting that Mr. T, that Mr. T, the one, the one, the only, is suing Leafly. What? <laughs> Leafly? Leafly. The, the webs. The Cannabis website Leafly that I am an occasional contributor to. Uh, Mr. T is suing Leafly for intrin- infringing uh, allegedly on a Mr. T trademark with a cannabis strain called Mr. Tusk. And the logo is just MRT, but it's capital M, lowercase r, lowercase t. It's in a little circle on Leafly. And Mr. T says the logo will confuse consumers into thinking he's in bed with the weed company selling Mr. Tusk. Word on the Tree reports that when reached for comment, a Leafly rep said, we pity the absurdity of this claim. Wow. Yeah. I stand with Mr. T. What? Oh, 100%. No, it's not Mr. and then capital T. It's just capital M. It's, it looks like a periodic table element. It's like... There's no MR period T? <clears throat> no. I was picturing MR period no, T. No, here, I'll show it to you. It's it. this. It's it's that. Oh no. No. That that's like a vanity license plate of letters. Yeah, it's capital M, small R, small T, no period, no capital T, no space. It's ridiculous. I mean it's the combination of letters alone. Man, stuff like that I feel like is it's kind of a shame, <clears throat> especially when Mr. T is pretty fucking cool and there's some like iconic interviews with him where he drops some knowledge. There's one where this reporter makes fun of his shoes and he goes, You know why I have these shoes? He was like, because these shoes remind me of where I came from and how much I've grown and to never forget those who helped me get here. And you just see that reporter go, and he shuts them down. He is fucking awesome. And shit like this, I hope somebody was just chirping in his goddamn ear and was like, can you believe it? Can you believe that? And then like, he was like, yeah. And you know, it was just a misstep because shit like this is dumb. Also, it's being reported by TMZ. So yeah. Nobody really knows. What's next on our list? Uh, Buds of the Week. Okay, great. And I'd like to go first. Okay. So at the Mrs. Bishop is my Bud of the Week. And she is just a great friend who I think we met through the pod. And she reached out when I posted it on my IG stories about um, needing someone to talk with about writing a story. And she got in touch and she was just really cool. And we had this like super fun back and forth. And she sent me pictures and she's a dog lover. And I don't know. It just seems like 
she's just a really fun person and also her name is mary jane oh she's another mary jane yeah so at the mrs bishop um is my buddy of the week she's a nature lover a victim of wanderlust her bio says and she's capturing life one image at a time she's a really fun follow for beautiful dog pics and like landscapes from the east coast look at those flowers those are pretty yeah She's really fun, and she posts a lot of food pics, too. I don't know. She's sort of my ideal uh, Instagram profile. <laughs> really nice, really fun, really upbeat. So, yeah, that's my butt of the week. That's a great, great, great butt of the week. My bud of the week on Instagram at PNWDane. PNWDane, who left a fucking dope review about Magical Butter. The nicest. It's such a great review. And you start doing something like this silly podcast with you and you just have a great time. And then you see people reaching out, writing reviews, taking the time and going that extra step that nobody needs to do no it's not required by anyone well what, and we it just even means tagged. the world yeah it just yeah that's such a good point it was just like yo this is what's up um so i just want to say thank you to pnw dane who left an amazing review that just says first a shout out to mary jane and mike over at weed and grub podcast for turning me on to this little beauty excellent advice and a discount code talking about the magical butter machine yeah so it was a review on the magical butter website fucking cool the nicest yeah i have something i have to talk about before we get to our guest. Okay. Because you were talking about pie shaming. Yeah. Snack game. Mm. So we posted, what's your snack game? And let me find it. NS, oh, I'm an idiot. I almost said NS Choder 23, but the S is part of the word Schroeder. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I almost said NS Choder, but it's NS Schroeder. <laughs> And Schroeder23 sent us this great picture of a quite a tasty snack. She has a strong snack game. And it's chocolate chips, Ooh. semi-sweet, yeah, with goldfish crackers. Fucking crazy. Right? Cheesy, salty, dark, sweet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, and goldfish crackers, I love them. It's the perfect amount. You can pour and fill your whole fucking mouth with them and take those bites. I love a mouthful of goldfish crackers so You much. know my favorite thing about goldfish crackers is how they sound. You know, when you get a big mouthful uh-huh. and you crunch them, uh-huh. the crumbly crunchiness of goldfish crackers when you're stoned is the most pleasing sound in the world. I love when you can hear inside your own head. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice treat. It's great. I have to, like, I crunched into a cold apple today and I was like, that just like sounds as good as it tastes. Yeah. Crisp. Yeah. Wet. All the way around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> crisp and wet. Well, so we posted that crisp and wet. <laughs> That's a good name for a uh, Crispin. Crispin Wet. Yeah, like oh. if it was like a male model who works for Gucci and his first name's Kristen. Crispin. And his last name is Wet, but wet. it's like W H E T, like a saw wet owl. Yeah, Crispin Wet. His and his hair is always naturally like drooping over his face onto his six pack abs. And he's got the, that weird V. You know? Do you mm-hmm. know the V I'm talking about? Oh, the one that leads to your dick? The like ab V? Yeah. That thing always freaks me out. Really? Yeah. It's a road to it's a road to I don't need it. I, I know where <laughs> I know where everything is. <laughs> I don't need your abdomen V. Get that thing away from me. <laughs> Get out of here. Out of here with your V. <laughs> Excuse me, you got me with that one. Um, well, so we posted that picture because her snack game is so strong. Mm-hmm. And then um, Brother Elephant wrote to us and went, ooh, how about post-O's with Reese's Pieces? I don't know what Reese's post-O's Pieces. are. Post-O's is a cereal. 
Mm. With Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I can't do Reese's Pieces, so I don't want that. Okay. But maybe it would be good. Another salty sweet combo. Right. Well, okay. So this is what a posto is. It's these. Honey Grammos. Uh oh, okay. The number one cereal in the game, Honey yeah. Grandma. Okay, got it. Right? I wouldn't call this post. What's the post part? Oh, oh it's post cereal. Post. Okay. Yeah, but they're called O's. I read it as if the name of it was Postos. Yeah. And then I tried to cover it up by just moving along. <laughs> but I wouldn't let it go. But you wouldn't let it go. Yeah. And so because I have to go back now and be like, I made a mistake. Yeah. They're called Honey Grandmas made by Post. Got it. My bad. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> And that's how you stay honest. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what else did we get? We got, I know, so Highway we got those, Travel. Um, oh, yeah. In. Let's do that one. Yeah, I don't have them pulled up right here. What did Highway Travel say? Um, so Mohop, who left a great review, by the way. If you haven't read that review. I haven't. So fucking kind. Mohop said, what do you, you know about candy corn and pretzels? I kind of like that. Pretzels Candy are- corn, though, just tastes like wax to me. You don't like candy corn? I like it in the sense that I can't stop eating it, and I hate myself for eating it. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I feel you on other things that aren't that, but for me... There's like a carnuba wax or something that they use that I'm just not... I love it. I don't know. Do you like red vines? No, trash hmm. and black licorice, trash. All yeah. all waxy candy is trash, right? But yeah. candy corn is waxy. No, it's so much sweeter and it's fun to eat because you eat the layers. It's waxy as fuck, dude. It, I know it's waxy as fuck. Mm. You can't disagree with me when I say candy corn is waxy. It's like made of wax. You think they're melting candles into sugar and just adding little food dye? Maybe so. Calling it a wrap? Yeah. yeah I could see that. Waxy. But there's a tasty video. <laughs> And it's like melt a candle into a pot, add a cup of sugar, add brown, <laughs> yellow, orange, white. Stir, stir, stir. Oh, you don't even need to add white. Anyway, yeah. well. Candy corn. Candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at Highway Travel, shout out to uh, Robin April, who you should follow Highway Travel. They have a great travel agency for 420 uh, cannabis vacation destinations. They wrote, I kind of like graham crackers and OJ. I don't know, guys. Graham crackers and OJ. Yeah. Isn't mm. that like kind of brushing your teeth and then having a glass of orange juice? It's the first thing I think of, which... Well, but graham crackers are just sweet, though. Graham crackers. I love graham crackers, though, so much. You do? Yeah, I really do, because they're like that perfect amount of cardboard mixed with the perfect amount of sweetness. Oh. Yeah, that they're, they're very unas- like unassuming and like very... What's what's not unaggressive? What's the opposite? Um, Passive? It's not a passive cracker. <laughs> It's not a saltine, <laughs> the most passive cracker of Saltines all. Saltines aren't passive. A, a salt, an oyster cracker. Uh, maybe an oyster cracker is passive. Okay. Yeah, saltines are like the sailors of the cracker world. They're salty and stalwart. You think they're that sturdy you can count yeah. on a saltine? They're like the sea captain of the cracker world. I do like that. You know? Okay, so the the basic bitch of the cracker world is... Oyster all the way. Oyster all the way. Mm-hmm. And then the sea captain of the cracker world is saltines. The, is the saltine. Uh-huh. <laughs> and graham crackers are like, they're like the bassist in that band, man. You That's know? it. Totally. Yeah. Like they were at Woodstock. <laughs> you know? Maybe the honey graham crackers like the Jerry Garcia of the, the cracker world. Oh, I like that. Right? Yeah. Sweet, kind, delicious. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Ritz cracker then is kind of like the Vegas? Because it's like pretty fast and loose and it plays with everybody. I think the Ritz Cracker is like the Patrick Bateman of the Cracker world. What does that Ritz mean? Ritz Crackers are sociopaths, man. No. You yeah. really think a Ritz is a sociopath? Well, they sneak in and you think it's all like 
great and normal and it tastes horrible and you don't want that in your body. (laughs) (laughs) Don't eat Ritz crackers. (laughs) I'm anti-Ritz. That's so great, especially because it's called Ritz and he was uh, in American Psycho with a bunch of like wealth surrounding him. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I'm telling you. Crack that code. Come at me with your cracker guesses. I'm so hungry. Okay, should we get to our guest (laughs) for this very reason? Yes, our VIB. Sam Knuckles. Met him at when he was the chef de cuisine at Twamek. Ate his tasting menu. His tasting menu was amazing. Him and I hit it off while we were sitting there. I was like, I really want to be this dude's friend. So a couple nights later, I brought him some olive oil that was infused. And he was like, whoa, this is so cool. And I was like, I just kind of like you and thank you for a great meal. And then we became friends. And he's our guest today. And he's one of the most incredible chefs in the land. And his story is bananas. Truly incredible. Uh, But we'll get into why in this episode because it has to do with like um how he almost died so right it's a crazy story it's a crazy story it was really cool to sit and talk with him and get to know him a little bit right yeah so without further ado sam knuckles magical butter magical butter how much fun is that magical butter is the best machine for making all of your edibles at home let me ask you three questions okay can i make infused chocolates yes gummies yes tinctures yes oils yes butter that was five (laughs) (laughs) and yes and you can buy magical ghee from magicalbutter.com and that's whole 30 approved and compliant so you can infuse your own ghee and then still be on your whole 30 diet Ooh, that sounds i'm actually thinking about doing whole 30 again well you should get your magical butter machine and get that ghee going get that ghee going get that ghee going magicalbutter.com use promo code weed and grub at checkout for 20 percent off and check out their instagram because it is the sexiest food pics i've ever seen so go to magic at magical butter and peep it follow it like it fave it comment <laughs> lick it like it love it they're good vibes all day good people doing good things magicalbutter.com use the promo code weed and grub at checkout give them a follow and make your own edibles at home man why what goes into them and it'll feel so good yeah that should be their tagline yeah magical butter you know what goes into it and then you feel good <laughs> <laughs> magicalbutter.com promo code weed and grub at checkout will get you 20 percent off uh, knife skills are easy though, right? They just come with repetition. Yeah, do it a million trillion times. You'll get it. Yeah. I think it's a talent. I don't know. I, I need... was not born with knife skills. Really? Oh, hell no. I mean, most of the people that I work with don't have knife skills. <laughs> yeah? Are they just fast? It's about like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even that? Everything being the same size. Like that that specific yeah. skill. I don't know how that works. I don't know how You put works. in a magic bullet... You hit it once yeah. for slap chop. Slap chop. That's slap what it chop. is. You put it in a slap chop. <laughs> Remember that slap chop guy got arrested for like biting someone's face? Dude. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. Hold on. Yes. Slap chop guy. I'm pretty sure <laughs> was arrested in a hotel in Florida with a hooker who he bit. Perfect. I really that definitely makes sense. Actually, <laughs> I really feel like that's what happened with the slap chop guy. Wow. Is it true? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo. Oh, wow. Right? He, yeah. bit, he bit a hooker. I shouldn't say hooker. Sex worker. Yeah. Um, here's his... Uh... A lady of the night. <laughs> here's his face. Oh, wow. He... I mean, he yeah, did meth, a lot man. for the culinary world, I guess. Meth is just a really <laughs> intense thing to get involved with. Yeah, it is. Please don't, don't ever. Don't do meth. Don't do math. Say no to math. I've heard it here first. That's this a good idea. This is crazy. Yeah, I told you. He's nuts. That's a good mugshot, too. Wow, He's yeah. Got, like, face sores and shit. Oof. Bye. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, we're ready. Mm-hmm. We hot now. Uh, 
Um, yeah. Ready? Okay. Cool. Ready? I'd say we open with that, though. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? We have a delicious... Is that it? <laughs> wow, that's weird to call your guest delicious. Yeah. A friend? Off to an odd start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take all the uh, all the above. Sure. Okay, you great. <laughs> he tastes great. <laughs> He's real nice. All right. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hi. How are you? Great. Yeah. Not as good as Mike. No. <laughs> We're here with uh, Chef Sam Knuckles. Oh, nice, great joke at the top. Oh. Did you mean it? No, I didn't mean it. That was an unintentional play on words. Cool. Nice. Sorry to derail it <laughs> twice in 30 seconds. Just coming in real slow. Uh. Real tepid. Yep. That sloth speed you got going. It's real good. Take it away, please. I love getting whisk picks. And, you know, instead of the okay. usual kind of yeah. pics that you might get, yeah. people send me whisk pics, which is very hot, I have All to right. say. I just got a, pic- a picture of an enormous whisk in my DMs, and I was like, <laughs> oh. I actually, like, had a moment where I was like, huh. Oh. You're talking to the owner of a few enormous whisks. Oh, yeah, all right. Multiple. Wow. You know, so Heck yeah. Part of the job. Big whisks, yeah. huh? Okay. <laughs> Not about the size of the whisk, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> about what you do with it. Exactly. <laughs> How you whip it. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah. Woo! A little whisk party, huh? Yep. All right. Okay. He's engaged. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. you. Thank you. Yeah, it's the kind of the big focus of my life right now. It's what the majority of my mental energy is going towards, even though I'm doing very little for the wedding. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Before we get into your origin stories and leading all the way up to here, how did you propose? Oh, well... Circumstances were good. <laughs> uh, in Mammoth, uh, we had gone on like a little weekend getaway with her best friend uh, and then a couple uh, who was friends with her best friend. Um, the best part of the story, and I have pictures to show you, uh, we were both wearing dinosaur onesies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after dinner, we were going to play a board game or something, and I grabbed everybody's attention and, and pulled the ring out of the pocket of the dinosaur onesie. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So yeah. Which, um, which school did you go to? Uh, the Culinary Institute of America. Yeah. In New York? In New York, yep. Yeah. Hyde Park, New York. That's the shit, man. Yeah, I was there. Moved to New York, lived in New York for about five years. Where did you cook in New York? Uh, for Daniel Blue for the entire, pretty much the entire time I was there. How did he hire you? Did he make you make an omelet or any of those stories where you have to show your skills and no, stage? I interned. I interned for him. Really? Uh, yeah. I interned at, uh, at Cafe Blue. Uh, and they just kind of gave me a job after that. It was, I apparently did a pretty good job on in my internship. But yeah, yeah. Most Show up it, early. Yeah, it's just shit work done. ethic. It's not really skill or, or yeah. they don't expect you to come in and be able to be a perfect cook or a perfect chef or anything like that. As long as you do what they tell you to do, you're the ideal employee. <laughs> the closest that, that I ever got to that world was <clears throat> that I uh, checked coats at Jean-Georges. Oh, all right. <laughs> I worked a block away from Jean-Georges. What restaurant was that? It's called Balut Soup. Blue yeah, suit? that was the Mediterranean spot, 64th and Broadway. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you two were like neighbors. <laughs> y'all, you all probably like walk past each other mm-hmm. at some point, like closing up shop for the night. You two probably crossed paths. We might have known each other. I was just yeah. a lowly coat check girl, oh. though. I was a lowly line cook. I, I made a lot. 20, or seven twenty-five an hour. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> what? Working thirteen-hour days. Fuck. Yeah. That's the ridiculous thing about like what. I mean, can we talk about that a little bit? Like, how how do you survive in that world? How do you pay rent and live in the in the city when you're and you're arguably it's the most important job and you make the least. Yeah, it's money. I mean, it's it's really tough. I mean, minimum wage 
just went up to like 1425 i want to say this week i feel like that um, might even be the same as 725 though back then yeah yeah and san francisco I, I cooked in san francisco for a while um you can't find cooks because the price of living in san francisco is so high what's going to happen Where, when is that going to implode i mean automation obviously is, is going to take i think a lot of the smaller jobs away from from those kind of minimum wage workers um including in the kitchen you think yeah really prep, a lot of prep work i mean Prep work's getting a lot quicker nowadays that there's just tools. That Everyone kind of... gets a slap chop. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, like the same size as some of those huge like dough kneading machines. Oh, like an industrial slap, slap chop. Industrial <laughs> slap chop. <laughs> fucking crazy. So um, what you do is you sit on this. You just like sit on it as hard as you can. as hard as you can on top. Yeah. Um, I don't see it going very well. Um, most of the people that you meet who are in this industry now, you have to have a passion for it. You have to like want to do this. You have to know that the hours are going to be terrible and that the pay is going to suck and yeah. this still is what you want to be doing. So Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, even, you know, my sister lives in a small town a couple hours outside Seattle and there's like the local breakfast cafe, which is called the Blue Moose, is having a hard time saying saft. And it's like the, you know, it's the go-to place in the boatyard where everyone has eaten for 20 years. And they're just like, we are struggling to find anyone who can come in and poach an egg. Yeah. I'm racking my brain for who your celebrity front person is going to be for your new breakfast spot that you're going to open. Who would be a great celebrity? Do you want one? For a breakfast spot? Uh, It depends on who it is. Yeah. How much money they have. <laughs> hmm. A celebrity to front a breakfast spot. Hemsworth. Sure. Chris I don't Hemsworth? think he eats breakfast. How about Lizzo? Oh, that'd be such a fun breakfast spot. <laughs> yeah. A Lizzo fronted breakfast spot? Yeah. yeah. Do you know Lizzo? Uh-uh. Oh, Lizzo's I'm the very truth. very unconnected when it comes to she's, she's a, pop culture. <laughs> like an amazing, beautiful, uh, she's from Minnesota. She's like this curvy, flute playing, fucking hip hop pop queen she's just like hella fun and into like her um instagram handle is lizzo be eaten <laughs> like cool she would be a yeah. great cool. front for a breakfast spot all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> fucking runny eggs god yeah. damn it i'm i'm a, like let's happening i don't yeah. know what lizzo if you're out there and you're listening to this let's go sam let's is a it. dynamite girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right our job here is done Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> solved <laughs> can we talk about eggs let's talk about eggs yeah Overrated. Oh, what? Whoa. Wow. All right. Weird, man. Cancel them. Sounds like someone who can't cook eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a strange thing to say. Eggs are canceled 2020. Man, I'm going to get a chicken. Replaced with what? Good luck. All right, yeah. I'm going to step out of this conversation so y'all can talk eggs. Well, no. Well, now, now I'm curious as to yeah. where the egg hate come from. I'd rather hear about it and I'll add my two cents as the conversation goes. Because if I just like overhaul it and start throwing out my dumb theories, then there's no, there's, then you're, you're coming at it without your, like, I don't want to start this conversation. (laughs) Okay. Well, I think this is a real question because I have, I I need to know. I've tried every way. I cannot poach an egg. Okay. How do you poach an egg? Uh, I've tried vinegar. I've tried the low boil temp. I've tried a poacher. 180 degrees. Okay. Ideal water temperature. So like tiny bubbles on the bottom, but not big bubbles. Okay. Um, I usually spin the water. The fresher the egg, the better. Okay. Um, Because then that white sticks to the yolk. So spin the water, crack the egg in, uh, let it spin around. And that kind of first layer of the albumin, the first layer of the the white will come off and kind of scoop the egg up. No vinegar. No, a little bit of vinegar. A little bit of vinegar. vinegar. Just white vinegar. White vinegar. I don't know 
why, uh, but for some reason it makes the, the white stick around the yolk a little bit better for me. Hmm. Could just be an old wives' tale that I've carried along with me for the last 12 years. I but... feel like you would know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm yeah. going to try this. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's more of a showing than a, than a telling, but you know. Okay. <laughs> some, I'm going to make you show me then. Sure. <laughs> sure. Poach all the eggs. Is that your favorite way to make them? Poach now. I'm a I'm kind of a sunny side up kind of guy. Oh. Over easy for breakfast if you're just gonna eat eggs. Um, that's not counting omelets and egg applications. To I don't dishes. even think an uh, egg omelets an egg an omelet isn't even an egg dish. Yeah, it's something I think completely right. Different. It's like a salad. It's like a breakfast salad. An omelet isn't even an kind egg of because you got all the fixins and How shit. How high are you? I'm not high. <laughs> you just have well, all the I fixins. Mean, an omelet's still an omelet without the fixins. Is it? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never had just a straight up egg you omelet. You and me will go to Petit Trois. That's the one. Egg, that omelet. pale yellow yeah. looks so delicious. Yeah. What is it chives on top? Yeah, a little bit of chives. Fuck, They man. do borsen cheese inside of theirs. Ooh. So it's just like a runny, it's the French Velveeta, Lula calls it. So. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> uh, Soft. It's the best omelet I've ever had. I've ever, definitely ever had. So mm. we'll, go, we'll give it a shot. Okay. See what's up. I just think they're overrated because everybody's talking about a runny yolk. Oh, put it on a burger. Oh, put it on this. Everybody's like runny yolk horny and i think it's one it's bullshit and two <laughs> it's just like so played out it's yeah. so played out definitely I, I i agree with you there it's kind of a crutch i think people are like oh i don't know how to make this thing interesting i'll oh, put an egg on it mm. but extra two bucks yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly it's an yeah. upsell egg would cost you 25 cents instead of putting a bird on it you put an egg on it put an egg. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. like <laughs> the food's gotten portlandia put an egg on it uh, yeah <laughs> exactly i mean i really do love an egg on everything though you there's, do yeah I... there's a kale caesar over at fat dog that has an egg on it oh, i don't yeah. know what the fuck it's not even a caesar it's like kale with an egg but they call <laughs> it okay. a caesar perfect I, I think it's delicious as long as it's good yeah, yeah. Mm. uh runny yolk is so not it it's not that it tastes bad it just doesn't do anything for me hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It's one of my favorite things in the world. Really? For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like y'all fell for the propaganda. Oh. I fell you, hard if that's, yeah. if that's the case. <laughs> you know when you yeah. get a really good ramen and it's got that perfect egg in there? Mm-hmm. It's just like angels I think you notice them more when they're bad. You Ooh. know, they're like egg that's overcooked and it's a little like funky and... Rubbery. Mm. What I've been doing recently is I'll get the oil really hot in the pan so that the edges crisp up real fucking hard oh, yeah. and then just tilt it and then uh just like splash the hot oil on tops oh. to like set the uh the white part yeah. you know but keep without having to flip it yeah and keep the yolk still runny because like, you're supposed to but yeah i'm really into the spoon into the oil like thing that. right now i like that yeah it's and that good. crispy edge is real real nice very advanced egg technique yeah i have a lot of time for someone who doesn't like eggs (laughs) i I don't you know what i do i mean i'll eat a good i'll eat i'll make myself an egg sandwich for breakfast and stuff i just yeah i think like everybody's like horny for eggs and there's just i don't know is it because there's a surplus is that the problem i I think it could be a fad it looks cool on instagram it does look really fucking cool juicing out of it yeah it's relatively affordable yeah that is true Ooh, a a nice soft scramble on some toast. <laughs> yeah, like anyone can go to the store and buy a dozen eggs for a dollar ninety nine. It's not, you know, yeah, out of reach. Like a lot of things are. If you were to cook a meal for her, what would that meal be? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me think. I just made pasta the other night. Homemade? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got a pasta attachment for my KitchenAid, so I had to test it out. So, made a bunch of pasta. Made some puttanesca sauce. That Ooh. was fun. Yeah. What? So I don't know it. Puttanesca? Yeah. Uh, it's. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the the whore's sauce. It was like this 
thing where in brothels they would throw all of the extra whatever they had into this tomato sauce. Uh, so it's tomatoes and anchovies, uh, capers, red wine, red onions, uh, calamari olives. Yeah. Oh, this sounds great. Mm. Yeah, a little chili, a little spice. Let that salivating. Sh- that's yeah. that's, that's <laughs> what I did with it. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck but, off. What, you just like let that like simmer down? Yeah, just cook it for a little while. Fuck I mean, I'm not, not great at pasta sauces or anything like that. It's definitely not my specialty, but. What is your specialty? Um, I'm definitely French trained, uh, French restaurants in New York for, for the most of the, the formidable years of my career. Uh, as well as Twamek is, is definitely French leaning. The owner's French. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of French techniques, so definitely French. Ludo, uh, Michelin star. Yeah, congratulations. Burning Ludo. Super, super cool for them. Congrats to you too, man. You're part yeah. of a legacy. No, I'm, I'm very proud to have worked there. Um, and for him, he's, he's definitely one of my biggest mentors and has really championed for me for a long time. It's really nice. I feel like you've you've been at such incredible establishments and you've like... Uh, I don't know if you have any kitchen nightmare stories, but like, <laughs> I, I just everybody wonder. Everybody does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have like a particular memory of a story that you can share? That like that one time. Oof. First one that comes to my mind. I don't know if you can see. I have a scar on my forehead. Whoa. Um, it was my first day in a new restaurant in New York, one of Danielle's restaurants, and I was like the new guy, just like asking people what to do, and I was walking into the walk-in door. Um, and someone had a whole bunch of uh, just boxes and whatnot coming out of the walk-in. So if you don't know the walk-in, is giant walk-in refrigerator with a very heavy door. And he kicked the door open and just blasted me right in the face. Oh. Knocked me out. Knocked like, you I out? I woke up on the floor. Oh. Someone's shaking me. Okay, okay. Got back to work. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even like... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Take I'm the new the guy. I'm not going to be the go home on my first day. You crazy? Fuck. Yeah. Knocked the Blood new kid out. Blood all over my out. face. That's amazing. <laughs> is there a point of pride in getting back on the line after that? Or is it I, I mean I wish I could say no, but absolutely. It's not not so much pride in that if you go home you're like the pussy who went home, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Even if you're like cut your finger off or <laughs> like I burned my all the skin off my arm, it's like mm-hmm. well go cry about it fucking for five minutes and come back. Yeah. Like you're fine. Like you like, put you put your <laughs> teeth on the edge of a pan to flip it because you you don't have it's arms a anymore. Terrible like kind of standard to have in in an industry but it, it definitely was when i was coming up i'm hopefully want to change that a little bit and allow people the time off and to if you hurt yourself go home but do you still have feeling in your hands or are you, are you covered in uh yeah no absolutely I, I mean where i am you're not throwing pans around as much as you are telling other people to throw pans around better right uh so i don't burn myself as much mm-hmm. i actually just had one of my cooks two nights ago it was the very beginning of service and he had too much oil in a pan and pulled it all over himself and oh. I'll show you the picture again too. but uh yeah i got some nice bubbles all over his arm and stuff so he Ooh. went home i sent him home yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay good so yeah, yeah. he can tried I, to stay so yeah yeah um can i ask about women in kitchens yeah like uh, were there women in your program were there women in the kitchens that you were working in absolutely okay um not as many as as Men, obviously, yeah. um, not as many as I would prefer, mm-hmm. but I've always had the philosophy of I don't give a shit if you're black, white, green, brown, blue, male, female, fat, skinny, tall. If you can cook well, I want you to work for me. Great. You have a good work ethic. Um, some kitchens have definitely been staffed more with women than others. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple women uh, in the restaurants in New York, but the kind of French hierarchy is, is very kind of 
it's it's interesting so the women that were there were very intimidating women yeah um, I worked for Dominique Crenn for a little while in San Francisco and that was majority women in that kitchen mm-hmm. um, but it's kind of that's just how it ended up they were fantastic cooks so I hired them all yeah <laughs> you know um, it's always problem you know not a problem but like it's 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 always an issue like they're having a difficult time working with the men in yeah, that culture just, there's it's a, it's a really intense culture or it can be at times um well and so you, you really like showing off that you're like you know if you're hurt that you don't take the time off or that you're sort of like that very like yeah and I, I, I definitely yeah i see a change happening in the industry for the better i mean mm. there's not as much dick jokes going on and and kind of the old school sexual harassment for yeah. the most part you know and some of the best cooks I've ever worked with were women my sous chef in that Dominique's restaurant was a woman the chef that wrote me the grant to go to uh, to the CIA was a woman it really to me like should be an issue I don't like it shouldn't be what you look like it shouldn't be who you are or what you do it should be how you work mm-hmm. you know it's a very kind of militaristic craft that like if you can get me the food fast great that's what I care about. If you say yes, chef, if you do what you're asked, if you do it quickly, if you do it precisely, that's all I care about. Ooh, should we talk Crohn's? Let's talk Crohn's. Yeah. For everyone who doesn't know what Crohn's is, can you just give a the description and rundown yeah. for us? The yeah. elevator pitch yeah. for Crohn's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let, yeah. Pretend I'm, I'm a movie. Try, let me, this is something you want, right? Yeah. Uh, so basic, uh, Crohn's is an autoimmune disease, affects your digestive system uh, pretty much from tongue to tail. So your entire digestive system, uh, be it sores in your mouth, uh, ulcers in your stomach, uh, mine primarily affects my large intestine. And it so. it means like eating is tricky? Yeah. So what an autoimmune disease is, is your body's immune system is actually attacking itself. Uh, it manifests itself in like a bunch of different ways. There's like psoriasis where your immune system will attack your skin, uh, like lupus is a terrible one, um, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, your immune system is attacking your joints. They're, these are all kind of in the same family. But Crohn's specifically is your, your whole digestive system. And can you manage it through diet at all? Or is it does it take um, medication and surgery? Or? It's, it's tough to say. Everyone's is kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, if they change their diet, if they take specific things out, they're completely fine. Um, some people have surgeries to remove large portions of their intestine, and they're still screwed. So it, it's... It sucks for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it's a lot worse. Um, it was really bad for me, but I feel super lucky. I've kind of done very well with it. Um, recently having surgery and whatnot. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Is <laughs> yeah. cannabis indicated for Crohn's, uh, for living with Crohn's at all? For oh, like Huge, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very big in the Crohn's community. Wow. Have yeah. you had experience using cannabis for your Crohn's? Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, it's... To be honest, I never got into it because I never really had time. I was right. in New York working <laughs> constantly. But yeah, it's I mean, back when it was only for medical use in, in Los Angeles, you would always see the signs and Crohn's was like the second one that you would get the doctor's note for, you know. <laughs> I've heard the story and Mayor Jane, maybe you've heard a little bit of it, but can we tell your kitchen story with Crohn's that sure. happened and how your fiance saved your life? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. What what led to this whole thing on my stomach? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know, let's get to all yeah. of it. Yeah, because I think it's uh, it's valuable for anyone listening, but it's also a really uh, it's, it was, it's kind of a lovely story by the end. Crazy night for sure. Yeah. Um, so if you don't know, I have an ostomy bag. So what that is is uh, they've 
with surgery, gone in into my intestines and cut where my large intestine meets my small intestine. It's called your ileum. Um, they pull that out through your stomach and then put a bag on top. So it's called an ileostomy, right? Most people have heard of a colostomy bag. Same thing, just on the other end of your large intestine, mm -hmm. right? Um, so finishing up service at Tuamek, uh, very end of the night, uh, I was kind of getting ready to go home and whatnot, and I go to the bathroom, and that's part of Crohn's is that you shit a lot, like 10, 12, 14 times a day. Mm. Um, so I went to the bathroom, uh, tried to shit, uh, and it was just blood, just a ton of blood in the toilet. I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, so I go and tell my sous chef, I was like, hey, I don't feel very good. I'm going to get home. He said, yeah, totally fine. Like it was the end of the night, not a problem. So I drive home and I'm like, oh, I don't feel very good. And like I went to the bathroom when I got home and I was like, oh God, and more blood. So just a ton of blood in the toilet. Um, and that happened about five or six more times. So just full toilet of blood. Um, and so I was like, ah, maybe this is a problem. So I called my, my now fiance, she was my girlfriend at the time. I said, hey, I don't feel very good. Like, do you mind coming and taking me to the doctor? This was like 11 o'clock at night. She's like, yeah, like I'll be right over. Like you don't really ask the question. Um, so after that time of going to the bathroom, I reached for my phone and it kind of went tunnel vision. So I saw like my phone, I couldn't hold it in my hand. I dropped it onto the floor. Um, I had trouble kind of like staying awake. Uh, so I was like, oh, so it's time to call 911, right? So I called 911. Uh, luckily there was a fire department right down the street from me. So I went and unlocked my door and laid on my couch because I could like not move. Uh, so when they got there, my blood pressure, they said, was 60 over 40. Oh, my God. Um, I had lost a good chunk of the blood in my body. Uh, so they took me to the hospital right away, uh, like the ER. Um, when they admitted me, uh, they uh, started to, I mean, obviously they gave me painkillers right away, but they said that there was a, a tear in my large intestines. Uh, and that's where all this blood was coming from. So two weeks in the hospital, uh, blood transfusions. Uh, a lot of steroids um, just kind of tried to patch me back up. Uh, and I dealt with that for a little while, uh, but they said that this, this bag was kind of the, the end-all solution because it's just taking your large intestine out of the equation. So now I've gained 30 pounds since that surgery. Wow. Yeah, yeah I feel incredible. Um, I have way more energy than I ever thought I would. So Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, but my 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 girlfriend showed up as the ambulance was was there, and she followed the ambulance to the hospital and stayed with me at the hospital the entire time. And what? Uh, yeah, and I think we had been dating for like a month, maybe then. So, so I was like, "All right, you're you're cool. I'll, I'll you're all right, if you can deal with your uh, your boyfriend shitting blood all night." not scare you away yeah so, perfect <laughs> yeah that sounds like a, a bonding yeah. moment yeah, exactly. like a, i think i love this person exactly, yeah. i think i love this person yeah. wow wow and and now do you have to avoid any food anything no. at all uh, so a lot of people with ileostomies do um there's a lot of problems with like high fiber foods or like anything that's gonna get caught in it um i've corn been super, exactly yeah big one uh, i've been super super lucky that i've had zero problems with any food uh knock on wood mm -hmm. so uh, i can kind of eat whatever i want whenever i want it's it's amazing it's great probably led to the 30 pounds but yeah <laughs> that's what's up yeah, that's right? so cool and then as soon as you left the hospital did you go back to work uh yeah kind of <laughs> dude well no so my <laughs> kind of kind of wow um, ludo was amazing with it uh he's like take as much time as you need so when i got out i was in the hospital for two weeks 
Um, and I was like, hey, like I'm ready to come back to work. This was before my surgery. Um, and they're like, are you sure? Like my, my general manager or the, uh, the director of operations forced me to take another week off. She's like, just don't come back yet. So I went back um, and then when I actually had the ostomy surgery, I had to take two months off because they actually cut through your abdominal muscles and you can't really like pick anything up or like stand very well. So, oh. um, so after that, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the recovery months. from that must have been pretty intense. Yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle change too. It's kind of getting used to it, mm. getting used to like it's something that no other person has really dealt with. No one can kind of teach you the normals of emptying an ostomy bag and kind of living with that and dressing differently to mm-hmm. kind of cover it and whatnot. And for me, it's always look on the bright side too. Jeez, I feel incredible. You That's know? awesome. Mm-hmm. So that f- actually, yeah. I don't. I don't cancel plans. I don't. I, I. I can go out with with my fiance and not have to worry about seeing where the bathroom is all the time. And yeah, it's, it's, I didn't it's even think of that. What you got to like check your exits yeah. just for oh, things. Yeah. Oh shit, man. Oh yeah. I've seen the inside of a lot of sketchy bathrooms in New York City. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the difference between identifying yourself as a sick person or identifying yourself as a well person Absolutely. who had a procedure that makes you well, even though other people might want to think of you differently. Yeah. It's like no, I'm it, actually well. I'm healthy. It's 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 pretty sad, but within the Crohn's community, and there is a ton of support out there, and, and, and kind of these groups, and chat rooms, and meetups, and all this stuff. But there is kind of a general theme I found of feel bad for me. I'm sick. Feel bad for me. Um, and it, when I was first diagnosed, I made a very conscious decision not to be the sick guy. I wasn't going to be the guy who said, oh, no, I can't do this. I don't feel good. Can you do this for me? I don't feel good. Um, and that, I think, helped me kind of get used to it and say, this is just something that is with me. I, it's, it doesn't define me. It doesn't mean that I'm this sick person. Um, this is just something that I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody has something they have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, be it physical, mental, whatever. You know, in, in some ways, I'm very lucky. This could be so much worse. You know, there are people who have, I don't, I don't know, I don't know any good examples. Any there are terrible, terrible things. things. Yeah, there are yeah. horrible, horrible things out there. And yeah. I have fantastic friends, a wonderful fiance, a great family. My parents are incredible. So, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay. You it's know? fucking great. <laughs> yeah, right? It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I love that difference of just like being like, I'm I'm doing great and I'm living with this thing that is, yeah. is not who I am. No. Mm-hmm. What does it mean when you're back cooking? What do you mean? Well, I think something that people listening might wonder about is um, being in the kitchen when you are wearing this bag and you are moving quickly and things like that. It's not a sanitary issue no, no, at no. all. No, I mean, I can go in hot tubs if I want to. You know? Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, these are That's super like medical-grade shit. Um, I have like a, something called a stealth belt. It's like a kind of wraparound belt thing that kind of straps everything in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wear that most of the time, but it's just normal. Fucking easy peasy. I'm so glad you're alive, man. Yeah, me yeah. too, dude. <laughs> yeah. Glad you're alive, Mike. It's and cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Everybody. It's everybody. good to be alive. Hell yeah. You're just a, such a cool motherfucker, man. Uh, I don't know about all that. But. Yeah, you are a fucking cool motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, serious. Yeah. I want to, we, do we have time? We have a little time. A little, a little I, bit. To talk about more food shit? Yeah. Talk about food shit. Give me the food questions. Yeah. These are the fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> do you well, know that Sam was on Chopped? No, oh, fuck. God. Let's get into it. No. We have. We should probably wrap fairly soon. Ah, uh, come yeah. on. Come on. Well, we're going to go Actually, do another one. Go, go with the food questions. What yeah. other food questions you got? Yeah, yeah. Chopped is stupid. Okay. Look, <laughs> fuck that. Fucking so was worse cooks, man. <laughs> I, I should have won. 
I should have won worst cooks in America instead of getting third. I won all the blind taste test if challenges, which means I cook. Worst cooks, does that mean you're the best cook? I'm the best of the. I'm the third best of the worst. You're the middle cook. I'm the. You're yeah. an okay cook. <laughs> Highly average cook. <laughs> Mediocre cook. Yeah. Like a C plus, because a B actually means you got second. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a C plus. <laughs> um, but I should have won. I won every blind taste test challenge. They picked me every single time. And if I had to do it all over again, I think, uh, I think. I would do better because now I know what to expect on a reality TV cooking show. Yeah. You Why were on. We never cooked together. You've invited me. I just flake a lot. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> you gotta get on that shit. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've invited me and I'm like, yeah, man, totally. And then I just like disappear for a month. That's kind of how that goes. Do you remember your basket? Um, it was like pizza was the challenge. Wait, like, they gave you a theme day? Yeah, I had a theme. Oh, fuck that yeah. shit, man. That's lame. The main thing I, I remember, and I uh, they didn't get this, or at least they put in the episode, was I forgot to put one of the ingredients on. Like, I ran out of time. And at the end, they just, I threw it at the plate. And I leaned over to the guy next to me and go, nailed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all my plates just like shit. I'm like, cool. Fuck yeah. Your basket, so it was a pizza theme. And then what was your basket? I don't remember. It was like crab. I remember crab was on it. It was huh? Like crab and that sounds weird. Pepperonis, okay. vegan pepperonis or something. Can I show you the pizza that I made for Worst Cooks in America on the first, I think, first episode? <laughs> I didn't know it when I made it, but tell me what that looks like to you. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Why'd you make a dick pizza? <laughs> I didn't mean to, dude. <laughs> and I also forgot to cut the olives, and they had pits in them. Oh, dude. <laughs> so it's just like broke some teeth. Whole cut, like whole olives with pits in them on that fucking pizza. Wow, that's pretty special. I'm trying to show you my first Instagram post ever. Oh, it goes along with the dick theme. Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. Should if I leave? I... <laughs> no, no, no. What dick stories you got? Let's on, go. Where's your, so many. Where's your dick food? Everybody's making dick food these days. Uh, Corn on the cob and two, like you make yeah. a lote and two little yeah. furry balls of something. Some roasted them. potatoes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Love it. Do you know what your breakfast place would serve? Uh, biscuit sandwiches, probably. Yes. No That's shit. That's kind of my go-to. Yeah, I love making biscuits. I make biscuits when I'm like stressed. Um, it's something that's like very relaxing for me. So Biscuits are... <laughs> <laughs> We did uh, salt baked fish. Wow. And you'd like form the salt crust over it. There's actually a fish in there. I'm looking at a. Cooked perfectly. A dick pic. But it's uh, salt baked. Oh, loup garou? Loup de mer. Yeah, bronzino. Oh, loup garou is the French word for werewolf. Sorry. I'm Canadian. I get mixed up sometimes. Loup de mer. She was ordering werewolf at she the was restaurant. She was salt baked werewolf. It's, it's all the rage at the Instagram pop ups. <laughs> Dick food is always funny. It's oh, so yes. fucking funny. It's great. You have a you have perfected your biscuit recipe? Uh never. Never perfected, I'd like to say. I have a biscuit recipe that's very good. Does it require the butter to be cold? Yes. Always. Always, always. I'm usually pretty simple. I'm usually a, a garlic powder, onion powder, paprika kind of guy. Oh. Yeah, a little chive if you want to. Powders. Um, yeah. This is actually the, the really good use for the cheese grater. Your famous oh, cheese grater. My, is, my cheese grater is technique. To, to grate the butter, the cold butter, into the biscuits. Ah. You know, instead of mushing it or, or kneading it or cutting it into the, into the Oh, pie. my God. I have to try that. I cannot make a pie crust to save my life, and it's because I can't figure out the butter. Grate the butter. Grate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a pie tonight. <laughs> Sweet biscuits. Yeah. A little midnight pie? Yeah. 
podcast. I'll make it into a deck. <laughs> Perfect. Right. What, what's that tin look like? Chocolate cream dick pie? Oh, um, hand-formed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Of course. it'll be a hand yeah. pie. A hand dick pie. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Can you make a biscuits and gravy biscuit sandwich? Could you make a gravy-filled biscuit? Sure. Shit, man. Some fried chicken on there? Right. Mm. Let's get some R&D down. I was actually, I just wrote a, a breakfast menu for something else, um, and I was thinking about doing uh, an avocado stuffed with cheese, breaded and fried as like the patty to a biscuit sandwich. Oh. Or, with like an egg on top. Fuck, that sounds good. Yeah, I, thought that I just fucking fire. My, I just got chills. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Knuckles, where can everyone find you? Uh, at Sammy Knuckles. It's N U C K O L S. It's a very no good ease. Instagram. <laughs> yeah. No E's, no K's. So. Man, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You got to come back too. Please. Awesome. Yeah, this is fun. With that, if you want to follow us, we are at Weed and Grub on Instagram or weedandgrub.com is our website. Yeah. Mary Jane, how fucking fun was this? This is super fucking fun. Yeah. I'm so hungry. <laughs> Let's go eat. Let's go. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.